Kicks and Kicks is the only talk show that meets your sneaker and martial arts needs. I'm your host, Jacko, and today I'm here with successful podcast host, actor and digital creator, Christian Reeve. How you doing, buddy? I can see you laughing over there. What, what are you laughing about? Successful. What are you basing that on? Successful <laughs> as in you're doing what you're doing what you love, basically. That, that's how I define success. All right, fair enough, fair enough. You got me there. You got me there. Okay, but, um, I, I think you're successful. You, you're successful in my eyes, and you don't. You you were just talking to me a minute ago. You were just doing a live with thousands of people. Five thousand was it? No, no. So, <laughs> I wish. No, uh, on TikTok, I recently got to five thousand followers, uh, yeah. and it happened in the midst of uh, TikTok. And just uh, if you allow me to go on a side side trail for a second. No, definitely. Um, the interesting thing about TikTok is when they randomly start pushing your, one of your videos, because this will happen, they'll just randomly start pushing it and it will start, suddenly start getting a lot of views. I know you know this, but maybe the viewers don't. Uh, that is the best time to go live. Yeah. Um, because you just, you get loads of follows because people are already checking out that video and they say, oh, look, they're live. And then they'll go check out your video and then blah, 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 blah. And also uh, certain times of the day, like obviously we're in the UK, but I've noticed that, if it's like 6, 7 p.m. on a weeknight, um, weekend's a bit different. There's less people online because, you know, people are doing shit. But, but in the week, um, loads of people are online. Yeah. So it's like, that's another good time to do it as well. But yeah, yeah anyway. Um, I always find, uh, you know, 6 or 7 is when a lot of, you know, US people are on as well. Mm. So it's like, a, it's like a nice middle ground where you've got the UK and the US audience sort of on at once. And so I, yeah. I, I always find it's the best time to sort of post videos and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll start with um, how we know each other. Basically, I'll go into this a little bit just because we've got you know plenty of conversations where we discuss this in detail. So I don't want to, I don't want to go into too much detail today. But basically, I came across Christian on Reddit about two years ago, um, and I was just looking for people sort of to network and collab with, um, and I. You know, we, we, we've worked on a few projects um, since then, and I definitely call him, you know, one of my best friends. I, I speak to him. Uh, you, you've made it, mate. You've made it to the best friend category. But um, we speak like on a regular basis, um, and I'm excited to finally be interviewing you today rather than the other way around. Um, yeah, and I think you've got a really interesting story and a lot of value to give people, even though he doesn't have the confidence to see it himself. But I definitely think you've got a lot of value to give. So um, I'm excited to you know, have a deep dive into that today. Can Sound I just good? that real quick? Yeah. Yeah, but I just want to address that point real quick. It's not that I don't have confidence. What I've kind of realized, especially during this pandemic, right, yeah. is that so many people are creative and talented and uh, uh, human beings. We're all talented. We all have different talents. Yeah. Um, but the way that I feel is that any talent that I have, it's like being a goldfish in the ocean <laughs> it's like okay great you can do you can sing a bit you can do a bit of acting uh but so can these millions of other really 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 amazing people and so like when i look at that sometimes i'm a bit like yeah we'll see what happens you know yeah. like but but one thing that's changed and this is definitely because of people like you with your positive uh thinking uh because you know I'm, i am a positive-minded guy but you know, occasionally once in a blue moon i get a bit like Ugh. And mm. things like what you've said to me in the past about, you know, focusing on, on doing what you love and also just being willing to try things 
you know what I mean even even TikTok like TikTok for so long I was like oh I'm not gonna go on that like that's just silly like why would you yeah. do that and now TikTok has become the thing that I'm most successful at you know what I mean it, yeah. it's weird it's you know, probably but... the thing that you you I think you've said to me before it's the thing you enjoy the most or one of the things you enjoy the most as well it's not just the success it's that you've grown to actually love using the platform and I think you the the way you're comparing yourself to other people I think it is a it is a product of the world we live in today because whereas yeah. before before the internet you were just you know comparing yourself to the people immediately around you family members people at school friends and stuff like that but now it's it's a global it's, the, entertainment is global these days you're comparing yeah. yourself to people from america people all over the country and it has it has its ups and ups and downs because we wouldn't know each other if it weren't that way but also you wouldn't know these you know thousands of other people that are just as talented as you but that's where the good gets separated from great because it's all about the execution do you know what i mean like there there are a lot of people that can sing but it's about the way you package it and you know how per, you know you need to get personal with it you need to put your own spin on it because there's not i know there's a lot of people that can sing as well as you and act as well as you but there's not another christian reeve is there do you know what i mean a wise man jack i'll give you that thank you thank you thank you very much um i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna rattle off um hopefully what we'll be touching on so i want to start with your time living in estonia because i think that's really interesting there's Ooh. a few things i want to sort of zoom in on there um and then uh acting so some of the roles and things you've appeared in uh, and then okay. we'll we'll end on the podcast and you know talking about some <clears> of the guests you've had on there and um, any upcoming projects and things you've got planned um sure. so we're sort of doing like a past present and future kind of thing um just to sort of start off and then maybe if you're interested we will do a second episode and you can come on and we'll talk about some other things but that that's what i'm going with today so estonia so when i first contacted you is when you were living in estonia i think you were planning mm. on coming back um you know shortly after i first started talking to you um and i think you were there between two and three years i think you said about two and a half years you were living there permanently is that correct yeah give or take i, I always just say about three years because there were other times when i was living there even before then yeah i just kind of accumulate all of it together and it's about roughly three years um so, so what was your movement. yeah what was your reason for living there what was your reason for going over there in the first place <laughs> It's a long story. Um, do you, you want the whole story? Yeah. If if you're willing to give it, or just uh, yeah, you know, because yeah. I I okay. I before I met you, I didn't know anything about Estonia, so I didn't. Okay. I, it wouldn't be a place for me to suddenly go and live. So I just wondered if there was a reason for you going over there. So when I was at university, I, I met this girl, and obviously I'm, I can't go into specifics, but um, <laughs> she was Estonian, lovely girl, still friends to this day. And, um, you know, we were, we were living together, we were at uni together, you know, all of this stuff. And basically when it came to when we graduated, we were working in this like hotel place, right? Uh, I was working like crazy 60 hour weeks trying to make ends meet, you know, being a poor student, you know, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, so it got to a point where, you know, I hated the job and obviously, you know, it's not what I want to do with my life. I was like three months out of university. I've got this degree now. Surely I should be able to use it, right? That's why I originally did the degree. 
but I just couldn't find anything. And, you know, there are a few uh, bullets that I dodged. There's a lot of like fake companies out there or, or uh, more specifically sales companies that are basically trying to con you or give you like marketing, uh, what do they call them? Pyramid scheme style setups yeah. or multi-level marketing schemes but sometimes they just outright lie I, I remember interviewing for a job here in Manchester that was one of these and they legit said they were marketing exec role and they listed all the standard things you would see in a marketing role I get there and it's just a con and I was I was, I was pissed off and I won't, I won't tell the story because you know it's not relevant to this but like suffice it to say I was I was pretty annoyed in in the interview and this guy's looking at me like yeah, I know you don't want, you know, you, you don't want this position. You're angry. And it's like, you're thinking like, damn right, I'm angry. Wasting my time. But anyway, um, that's what my, my, my time coming out of university was like. And I was a bit disillusioned. I was a bit like, what am I doing? And my ex was in a, a similar position as well. She was kind of trying to figure out what she wanted to do. And, uh, you know, I remember very distinctly, we sat down in a coffee shop. Uh, I remember this very vividly and we were discussing like what to do and I was kind of my usual panicky self back because back then I used to panic and worry about everything whereas she was the calm like nor like, like had her shit together it was like, like the anchor type. she was like the anchor yeah, yeah yeah I mean it's like don't get me wrong like I, I worked hard and uh, you know I I I made sure that we were okay and everything but I, I worried like a lot mm. and and she was a bit calmer and stuff um you know, and we were younger, you know, we were just, we were clueless. But anyway, uh, we were talking about our options. And I remember that she suggested Estonia. But here's the thing. She suggested it as like a short-term thing. Like, here's an idea. Here's something we can do. My family is over there. We can be with them for a bit. We can, you know, maybe put some money together, you know, figure something out and then come back to the UK. And to me, okay. it sounded logical. It's like, okay, we build some sort of plan while we're there and we come back. Because to be honest, one of the biggest reasons was the cost. It was so expensive um, to, just, to just live, you know, in London. Yeah. I've said this a million times before, but think about this. We were living outside of London and I was paying uh, like 900 a month just for the rent. That's crazy. And the only That's reason it is, the only reason I was paying for that much was because it was close to the university. If that university didn't exist, it would have been probably like 500 a month, maybe maybe a bit more, but it wouldn't have been that much. Sorry, what university um, did you go to in Egham? Royal Holloway University. Okay, my good friend goes there actually, because uh, I was there. Oh, really? I was in Egham um, a few weeks ago uh, to meet one of my friends. Oh no way! Yeah, no, that's, that's really strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, oh, yeah, I lived yeah. there for, for years. Yeah. Is that where you grew up, Egham? Then. Mm-mm. No, I grew up in oh. northwest London, in the suburbs. Okay. Um, Egham, Egham, my first first kind of like living because. When I moved out of home when uh, I was 21, so this would have been 2014, this was like my going away. This was like becoming an adult fully. I see. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it was a big thing. And it wasn't even that far. Like I said, it was, it was like 45 minutes away, but it felt like a big deal. And it kind of was, you know, in that time I became a man, I became an adult, you know what I mean? And, um, and I never really kind of looked back at London, to be honest with you. 
Um, and it's part of the reason why I moved up here to Manchester, because I, I kind of felt like that London is in the past. That's done. That's 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 then. This is now. Um, but to bring it back to, to you know, Estonia, like uh, we were really kind of wondering what to do because I think my ex-partner she always wanted to be in London because I think for her like she saw London as like that's where everything's happening that's where most people think everything is happening and I mean I can't speak for her but I have to say that like London is just one option for the UK it really depends what you want to do you know what I mean um if you're talking finance stuff like that then yeah London is where you need to be but if you're talking arts creatives stuff like that um london isn't necessarily the only place no. you know manchester for example is very creative uh there's other places like is it exeter or or somewhere i can't remember there's somewhere basically the uk now it's in a time where people are realizing that you like there's so many people that commute into london from places as far as like nottingham and places yeah. like that because it's so expensive and, it, and funnily enough it's actually cheaper overall to, to commute in and do that every yeah, day yeah How, right? houses in Rather london are crazy actually, yeah 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 well, even just a, even just an apartment yeah even, apartment yeah that's what it, i mean apartment renting something in london is crazy. and here's the reality like you you can get a flat in in london on cheap but it, it won't be nice and it won't be in a good area that's the thing it's like if you want to live a nice life then it costs a lot of money and look, i'm not completely down on london london does have good things to offer but realistically to have a good fun enjoyable life in london you need to be earning quite a bit of money yeah that's the reality and that was the reality for us uh coming out of university you know like no one told us especially the university didn't tell us that uh we would have so much trouble finding jobs coming out of uni um because the one thing that's more important than a degree which trumps a degree every single time is experience yeah i mean fast forward to now i have a degree and four years experience and guess what i've been unemployed for a year and a half now, okay, yeah, we have a pandemic going on, but that hasn't really made a difference to the nature of marketing jobs. Do you know, it hasn't impacted because everything's done online these days. It's just, it's it's more about who you know rather than what you know. It's that yeah, standard trope. Definitely. If you know someone but, in the company, you're so much more likely to get a role. I've noticed that as well. But um, as as always with me, you know, this is a long-winded story. So let's step it up a gear and get to Estonia. So... I just wanted, I always like to give a bit of context as to where my head is at and why things happen. So basically no, my yeah. head, my head was in this kind of frame of mind of, I need work. I can't do this hotel job anymore. It's killing me because um, it's minimum wage and I'm working like 60, 70 hour weeks. It's too much. And we just couldn't sustain it. We couldn't pay, continue paying the bills. And we had the option of extending the house contract for another year, but I just didn't see the point as well of staying in our uni town if we're not going to study. Like, it'd be different if we were doing a master's, you know, but yeah. Um, and I was just ready to move on at this point. Yeah. So, okay. like I said, we're in that coffee shop, we're talking it over, and she's telling me, my ex is telling me, it's not what you think it is. It's, you know, Estonia is a different country. It's not the UK. Systems are different. Things work differently. And me being like this adventurer type, like, oh, I'm really excited. Yeah, live in a new country. This will be amazing. And it was. But she was right. <laughs> the systems Very are not what you then. think it is. Okay. Yes. So yeah. in what ways were they different? In what, in what ways oh. were they different then? Look, I'm not going to sit here and, and like dump on Estonia because Estonia is a great country. But 
at the same time i'd say like just systems in general in comparison to the uk are not like people in the uk don't realize how lucky they have it with things like for example the benefit system or you know or even just something simple like um hiring and firing policy think about how difficult it is to fire someone in the uk you need a good right, you reason go, yeah you you have to much, go through a yeah. whole process and to be honest what we tend to do here in the uk is we do like a phasing out thing or you know instead of firing someone we try and put them into a different department yeah or, you'd like ask, they we, almost like ask them to leave and then they just tell everyone that oh so and so exactly to leave out of their own off their own accord but and that's because of the yeah. suing culture we have here because you could quite easily sue them um and and win probably but in estonia mm. and and this isn't just exclusive to estonia this is a europe thing so for anyone listening don't jump on me about this this is a europe thing but i did see this with my own eyes i saw people get fired on just just like that they've been working for the company maybe five years seven years and you know, like, like, for instance, I remember this company I worked for, and there was a guy who was right at the top of the company. And he only visited, let's say, once every month. Uh, <laughs> he was a busy guy, but he visited once every month. And pretty much every time he visited, people were getting fired. Really? It, it's kind of like, that was his, his only point of being there. With He's the like the Grim Reaper then, is he? Everyone got I scared mean, when they saw I mean, him. No, no. Or was he a like nice that, guy? But... It was just his job, was it? Or was he a nice guy? That's an interesting question. He was a businessman. Let's just mm. leave it at that. He did what he had to do then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look, you can you can run a business and still have ethics and morals and stuff, but most people don't at the yeah. top. Most you know what I mean? It's and and like in fairness. You can't take things too personally. Like, you know, a lot of the time it is just about performance. And, and, look, and look, especially when companies are traded on stock exchanges or you've got private investors and stuff, they don't care about, oh, this person's been working for the company for this many years and they've done this, this and this. What they care about is what were the numbers in the last quarter? What were the yeah. numbers compared to last year? That's what they care about. And when you look at it like that, if someone is not performing um then yeah they're going to be out but here's the thing i saw a lot of people get fired where that wasn't the case and it was more of a political move you know it was okay. we need to get rid of this person because they don't fit with us creatively or they have opposing ideas you know i, I left one job because it was toxic and also because i knew that they were trying to find a way to fight me i'm not 100 percent certain but i had a pretty good feeling that if I'd have stuck around, they would have found a way. And I was like, screw that. I'll go somewhere where they'll pay me more money and there's no toxic environment and I can avoid all this. And so that's what I did. So they they pretty much didn't need a reason, a, a good like work-based or performance-based reason to fire you. They, they could just fire you because you didn't fit in with the team or you didn't agree with certain yeah, things. They'll they'll find a creative way of putting it, you know, that's okay. the job of PR. But 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 yeah. yeah, they would. I mean, like I said, I saw. Yeah, you know, like I said, I've worked in hotels, I've worked in supermarkets, I've worked in plenty of places that have high turnover rates for legitimate reasons. You know, if you take the hotels, it's because you know students are working there. This was the highest turnover rate I've ever seen in a company ever, right. uh, and this was an office. And yeah. don't get me wrong, 
you know, these days it's pretty common to only stick in an office for like anywhere from six months to two years maximum, right? That's generally, you know, I'm sure you can agree with that. It's probably the same in your company. It's, you know, you get what you need, you move on, either you get a promotion or you go to a new company, right? Yeah. This, the work game has changed. But this was ridiculous. I, I literally, I, I think overall in my time there, I was like, a, I worked there for like a year and a bit. And I must have seen at least 30 people get fired. Really? Uh, I remember once there was a guy who'd literally come back from his holiday uh, and they just fired him the day he got back. Oh, wow. Uh, it was mad. So no remorse. Yeah. Literally just, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose at least they kind of like gave him his holiday. Imagine being fired on the holiday. That would have been worse. Oh, that would have been, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, enjoy your holiday. You're fired. Like, no. I'm um, surprised they didn't brutal. do it before. Like, they were like, oh, we know you've got annual leave next week. So just don't bother coming back and don't we're not paying back, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that. I've seen companies do that before. Um, you know, obviously it's very common for people to take their holiday and then just put in their notice as they take their holiday, you know, it's common yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I saw a lot of stuff like that and it was, you know, pretty brutal the way they would do it. It was pretty low. Um, but this, look, this isn't just, like I said, this isn't specific to Estonia. This is, companies in europe they get away with a lot because the, the culture and, and and the law is that the law more specifically is different you can get away with a lot more um don't get me wrong there's still things in place to protect employees but mostly it just protects the employers uh and that to me really kind of opened my eyes about how lucky we are we are here in the uk as far as employment is concerned mm. um and i mean that shady stuff still goes on here but like at least there is some degree of measures in place to protect employees but yeah. definitely yeah anyway so yeah um to, to get to like the main overall topic like i went to estonia for work purposes that's why we went there we went there to maybe you know just save a bit of money figure out what we wanted to do and then come back i landed a job in estonia after about five months of being there um so in that time i was you know helping out with my partner's family business and all that stuff um and that's when i did like for instance farming and stuff okay. uh, which was amazing like just 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 oh, doing wow. yeah i didn't yeah, i didn't know I, that at all that you did yeah i've, I've never done farm work before uh and it was a very, it was a very isolated place um this farm and and very disconnected from the world i think it was good for me it's good i i got to say this just on a side note good physical work where there's no distractions no connections to internet or any of that crap just just good old-fashioned hard work where you graft every day is good for the soul and everyone Definitely. needs to do that once in a while you know um you know if not that then then you know for instance what you do like um uh, martial arts and stuff Some, something that trains both your body and your mind and discipline and things like that it's very important and you know people look down their nose they'll look down on on physical work and trades and stuff but they shouldn't because it's mm. very good for the soul and it's just a different form of intelligence entirely. i couldn't i couldn't agree more I, yeah that, that that's one of the main reasons why you know I, I exercise and work out every day or you know do martial arts is because it's it's a chance to you know, get away from the screen, get away from mm. the internet and really like test yourself. If you get what I mean, it makes, because, you know, all day, every day you're worrying about performance numbers, 
you know people people's opinions and stuff and then when it's just you and the weight or you you know and you're doing martial arts or something it's just you and your own thoughts and your own you 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 can control your own actions um yeah and and having that sort of test as well that physical test is it does a lot for you mentally do you know what i mean it, I, yeah. I truly believe once you get to that point where you don't care what people think and you you see your time as sacred i mean okay this is going into my own beliefs but i honestly believe if you spend time alone like you said to to be within your thoughts like a lot of people try to to get away from it it's always about distraction i need some i need to occupy my mind i need to watch this thing i need to do this thing you know um they never just sit with their thoughts and you know i often will do this i'll go i'll go for like a walk in my local park or in the forest or whatever and you'd be amazed what comes to you in that time when when you're just kind of giving your mind some some room to breathe and, and think and, and like you you won't even be consciously thinking it would, things will just come to you um we need that as human beings it's it's very important like people laugh at things like being mindful and you know things like yoga and meditation and, and, yeah, like that, yeah but it's it's all important it's all necessary and you know once you start delving into that you know i mean like for me the last year and a half has been very formative for me and i've changed a lot during that time and i think one of the biggest things like i said is not caring about what people think uh because that's that's their thoughts why would i occupy my time and energy associating with the thoughts of other people and what they project onto you. Um, yeah. I think the the power the power balance between positivity and negativity is a big thing as well. You know, I mean, um, you need to be the, the the two things that I aim for is to be around positive people, and ideally to be around people that are more intelligent than me. You know, it's that, yes, that saying that's I, a big I, I want to be yeah I want to be the one. stupidest person in the room because I'll always be learning. If you're the smartest person in the room, there's a problem. Yeah. Get out of that room. <laughs> if, there, there, there's a saying and it's like, uh, or, or just something that I've read once and it's like intelligent people will be the most intelligent in a room, but very intelligent people will be the least intelligent in a room. And it's like, yeah, it, it, it comes to a point where you, people have like a, a, you know, like a medium intelligence, they'll look to be sort of like the leader and they'll just like instruct people and they'll they don't even know the things that they don't understand but for an extremely intelligent person even they understand that there are there are other things out there to learn so they'll they'll surround themselves with people who you know know more than them and that's that's a true sign of like someone who's on that next level because if you're learning all the time at least this is another theory I have is there there's a curve to, especially with martial arts as well there's a curve to um your understanding of a martial art and how much you actually know and how much you think you know because you you come in and obviously you think oh I I don't know anything you know I'm a white belt or whatever you come in and you're oh and then you learn a certain technique and this is this what happened when I came into the jiu-jitsu class um i learned uh, a few techniques and i was like, oh, I'm, I'm great now i'm, I'm amazing at this because i didn't know the other i didn't know of the other i didn't even know they existed you know i hadn't seen a black belt fight another black belt so i didn't even know so it's actually 
true intelligence is knowing about true intelligence is knowing about the things that you don't understand and being honest with yourself because someone who's in just that middle section who's learned some things but doesn't know what's further than that that's the worst place to be is so like your point as well everything yeah with with that example that you gave like so you you, as a white belt you stand and watch the two black belts and then you're like oh wow like i know nothing yeah like, look at all this stuff I don't, and that's I don't know. the best yeah. that's the best feeling to have is the feeling of knowing nothing it's right. the most productive yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling to have and that's and that's why i think extremely intelligent people that's why i think they look to be most of the time mm. they look to be at all times you should be a white belt watching two black belts fight i believe at all times great analogy yeah i couldn't agree more um Sorry, we got off track there, but I just wanted to know it's good because things like discipline and and working with your hands are things I very much believe in. So it's good to... It's it's different. I I don't know where this this concept of... of, um, I mean, it's all to do with elitism and ego at the end of the day. But intelligence comes in many different forms. Like, you know, for instance, trades, people working on cars, building things with their hands. I just see that as a different form of intelligence. You know what I mean? You You still... you still think with your mind do you know what i mean it's just because you're not mm. sitting there thinking about philosophy or science or math doesn't mean that you're not intelligent you know for instance uh many of those people that tend to be in those higher or was considered like higher um levels of society let's put it um they tend to be really crap at like really obvious commonsensical things you know what yeah. i mean yeah um so i think like you said like so, someone who is truly intelligent who's ideally pushed away their ego i think it's the death of the ego is a very important thing you need to eliminate your ego uh because ego is is what i think prevents us from uh, achieving our potential because it's it's when you start getting caught up in well what people think um your estimations of yourself because you'll start putting limits upon yourself or allowing others to put limits upon you and that's just not realistic. You know, there are no limits. As a human being, there are never any limits. This mm. whole experience is about testing oneself. Mm. How far can I push myself? What can I achieve? The journey never ends. It never ends. Ego is the thing that holds a lot of people back because it's easier. You know, the middle band that I was talking about, the middle band where it's like, you're, you think you know a lot and you're naive to what's above you, right? You're a blue belt and you're naive to the black belt techniques. Mm. A lot of that, even if they understand that there's techniques further than their understanding and things that are further than their understanding, ego is what mm. holds people back because it's easier to remain in that. It's, it's more comfortable and easier to remain in that mindset of I know everything and I don't need to learn anything else. It's easier to stay there than it is to come to terms with yourself and defeat your own ego and actually realize and be honest with yourself that you don't actually know things. Cause that that's a hard thing to, that hurts, doesn't it? When, when you're honest with yourself and you say, actually, I'm not that good at this. That's difficult. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, yeah, I, I it, could... it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like that though, because in like my lives and stuff, people will be like, Oh, how did you get so good at guitar? I wish I could play guitar that well. And it's like, you can't, you just have to work hard. You know, there yeah. was, everyone starts as a beginner. You know, everyone starts as not knowing a thing. I mean, Jesus, I couldn't play guitar properly for at least a year and a half. I remember recording a video of myself, right? 
someone recorded like a video of me playing some Nirvana or something. It's like six months into playing the guitar. And then I watched the video back like two years later and I was like, Jesus, the guitar's out of tune. Like, how did yeah. I not hear that? And it's always progression. Of course yeah. I wouldn't have heard that because I, you know, I was learning. I had no idea like about how to tune a guitar or how it should sound or, you know what I mean? And but, it's, I, it's bet at the, but I bet at the time when you recorded that video and watched it back, it probably sounded right to you, didn't it? It probably sounded all right. Like you probably thought well, when you recorded it and, and played the song, I, th- I maybe I can't remember, but pro- maybe I yeah. don't know. I honestly don't know. I and think then I, it was I the knowledge of I just I just recorded yeah. it because it was the novelty of recording it. Like don't forget, this was back in the day when like camera phones were like a new things. So it was like, oh, cool, we can fit, uh, record it. I mean, the quality would be terrible, but hey, cool, you know. <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah, I get your yeah. point. I get your point. I get your point. Yeah, it's it's like. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's like every time you acquire a new knowledge level, it defeats the previous level and, you know, it negates it. Yeah, but it's, and you it's learn you didn't actually know as much as you thought you did before, which I think is yeah. really interesting because it's always yeah, building. I, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you ne- that never stops. I, I don't believe that ever stops. You know, I think that you're just different. You know, I think you just have to do the best you can in the moment. You know what I mean? You can't, and like too many people look back and be like, oh, I was so, I was so dumb. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. And it's like, yeah, but you did the, as long as you did the best in that moment, then that's all that matters. Yeah. You know, and, and your best won't be the same every single day. You, you, you know, some days you'll be at the top of your game, peak performance. Other days, maybe not so much, but you can't punish yourself because of that. You've got to just like, just make, make sure you're doing your best and putting your heart and soul into it. And then you can always kind of be, happy in the knowledge that you always delivered i think yeah. that the bigger regret that most people will have is they just didn't put an effort into it or they didn't try but take take um ex- uh the example of, of tiktok right when you first told me about tiktok i was just like oh no that's silly like i shouldn't do that why why shouldn't i do that yeah what why why not why not and until i've tried it and i know why not you know, there's, exactly. there is no one. You've you got to try it, you know, and, and I, I tried it twice and then now it's worked. You know, yeah. and then sometimes there's other things like, okay, Instagram reels, you were trying to get me to do that. And I was just like, oh, this is silly. Like, why would anyone do this? I tried it. It didn't really work, but at least I tried it. At least yeah. I learned like, okay, maybe TikTok is the better thing for this. You know, Instagram reels only kind of really works for like dancers or whatever. You know, what I've, I mean? I've found the least... complete, for, for me though, it, it depends on the person because I found the complete opposite. My, oh, okay. My TikTok is dead. Like it, like it just doesn't, like uh, no one sees it and anything. It just doesn't work. I don't know if I'm shadow banned or something like that. But no, Instagram reels for me, Instagram reels for me, I, I get thousands on there now, thousands of views. I'm, I'm somehow getting it. I've, I've somehow like leveled up into the system where I'm actually getting put in front of other people outside of my followers well, i don't know how as well it seems to I... be sorry go ahead no you go on i interrupt i was gonna say it seems to be anytime it's a if it's a video of me punching and kicking the the punching bag i it goes through but anything else like if i'm doing like weightlifting or or you know just kicking the air or just doing like practicing or warming up or something it doesn't it doesn't get picked up it's just whenever i'm kicking and punching the bag that's when it goes through it's really strange really really strange i think for tiktok this is what i've noticed it's all about 
two things. One, how you use your hashtags, yeah. very specific hashtags you've got to use. Two, and more importantly, relatability. Yeah. So with what you do, your punching and kicking ones, they're interesting for, t- for a couple of reasons. One, progression. Like, for instance, I, you know, I lightly follow your stuff. Like, I obviously don't follow it all the time because I just don't have the time. But one thing I do notice is that, like, your kicking and punching has gotten a lot better over the year, over the last year. You can see the progression. Yeah. Even if you dip in and out and you don't watch every single video, you can still see it. People like stories. People like transformations in, in fitness. You know, you know this as well as I do. It's, it's about... Uh, it's about that and I think that there's a lot of things you could do with it that would work I think it's just trial and error as always you know what I mean you just got to keep trying different things until something sticks like even me with TikTok you know 5,000 followers sounds like a lot right I'm still figuring it out you know every I'd say one in every 10 videos probably gets over a thousand the rest you know struggle to get to like 200 you know Um, so it's, it's all kind of about trial and error and trying to figure out what like who you are what what you have to offer you know what i mean everyone has something to offer but it's kind of trying about trying to figure out what is this channel going to be what is it going to evolve into and i think that mm. is just the, a process do you know what i mean and you know these things don't happen overnight it takes time like that you'll discover that with with your brand that you have now it's it's a new thing you'll try different things with it some things you won't do again some things you'll replicate you know, you'll figure it out through time. I mean, Definitely. just to yeah. jump ahead, I know you wanted to talk about the podcast um, later, but I'll just briefly mention it now. Same thing for me. When I started that, you know, I had an idea of what it would be. And it still is that, but it's changed a lot. Like, for example, when I do my research and I do my questions, yeah. in the beginning, I used to use that as like my holy grail. Like I stick to that, like it's the most important thing ever. Uh, now... Sometimes I don't even ask questions from there. I just ad lib a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think comes through the process. Keep doing it, keep doing it. You get more confident, you get more confident, and eventually you kind of find your footing. And, you know, but it's like the whole point of most of our conversation. It's always about learning and trying different things and, and going with the flow. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm so glad I, uh, I guess I had a, a, an action in sort of pushing you to get onto tiktok i'm so glad i did that because now it's almost like the tables have turned where it's you're you're like almost teaching me so it's it's actually worked out really well for me because now i have like almost like you're mentoring me um you know on how to do things yeah. and you're literally crushing it as well like i i go on there a lot and i see you on there and it's it's amazing to see um admittedly i, I don't like i don't uh with my own stuff i don't like try that I, I don't you know you 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 talk you make specific things for that I just set the phone up and and hit the bag mm-hmm. and then upload it I just sort of like use it as like a video dump pretty much we, we um, have different goals yeah definitely thing. Yeah. if you if you were taking it seriously like you wanted to wanted it to bang yeah I know I know you would make it happen because uh, yeah. you've done it before you've you've had videos that have gone because you know how it works like TikTok yeah. at the end of the day, it's like anything else. There's a process. Once you figure it out, you've got it. And with me, if I want, okay, look, realistically, if I wanted all my YouTube and TikTok and everything to, to just get views right now and to everything, excuse me, to pop off, I could do it, but it would mean 
sacrificing but at what cost exactly yeah, yeah, what, yeah. do you know what i mean i wouldn't be doing what i love i would just be doing what the audience wants and mm. it is important to consider what your audience wants but you don't want to get stuck in a, in a position where you're not doing what you love because that's how people get burnt out you know <laughs> there's so many creators that you know what i mean they they get to the top but then they just find themselves doing what they hate and then they i don't know they walk away from it or they mm. lose followers whatever you know you've got to be true and authentic to yourself and do what you enjoy and you can't feel bad about it like you with you for example like don't ever feel bad about it dude as long as you what you're doing makes you happy that's oh, all the sure, matter yeah i, I my my yeah. main goal now is just to document my progress that's my main goal now and that's the, same as, yeah. the same as what i'm doing here i'm just documenting you know my relationship with you and your thoughts now and my thoughts now which is when, when i first yeah when I first properly gave YouTube a go back in 2019, when we met and, and you were giving me advice and stuff, what, the first thing that you said when I was talking, cause I, you know, I was obsessed with numbers back then. And you said, look, if, even if it doesn't work out, you've got what is essentially like a time capsule, a video, video diary of who you are right now. And that will be invaluable. You can look back at that in the future and look back at your progress and see how you've developed as a human being and all of that. And I was like, yeah, so there's always going to be something of value to it, even if it doesn't take off and we don't become big superstars or whatever. Like we've yeah. got that. There's always Definitely. something of value to be had. Yeah, even if even if it's like zero views, thousands of dislikes, and so much hate. Worst case scenario, you have like a daily or weekly diary of your whole life. Like I, I, like in preparation for this, I watched your um, uh, moving back to the UK video when you were moving uh, back yeah. from Estonia and you've changed so much I I, I didn't even oh. like really notice it from uh, you know just like you know dipping in and out of your stuff since then but you've changed so so much I I, I was going to recommend to you after this that you need to go back and watch that because you've I can changed see, I know what you mean those early yeah. vlogs yeah. I was just I didn't know how to talk to the camera I think I, it was crazy to me because back then I even thought, oh, you're good at talking to the camera. And <laughs> now and, and now I'm looking back and I'm like, it's obviously it's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just because you've learned nah. so much in that time. But it's it's like night and day. It's awkward. It really is. But when you first when you first start doing these things, anything, it's it's always awkward in the beginning. I think this whole medium of talking to cameras, um people worry too much. That's the issue. You need to kind of just have a very clear idea of what you want to do and just run with it. Um, yeah. I remember in the very beginning, those first couple of vlogs, I was just like, oh, how do I talk? Like, should I be like, hey, guys? Or should I be like, you know, a typical YouTuber, like, hey, guys, welcome to this video. Or should yeah. I just be a bit more like, like me? Should I be quiet? Should I be boisterous? I just didn't know. I was like, and then I just kind of realized I just need to be myself and just roll with it. So I tried yeah. not to think about it. And look, you know, I'll still say to this day, yeah, they're, they are still awkward as hell. But I then became more and more confident. And now I don't even think about it. I just stick the camera on and it's like, boom, let's get rolling. Yeah. Um, but it's progress. All things, same thing. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You start here and you get to here. But that process is, is gradual. <laughs> yeah, and you get knocked back and... You know, yeah. you pause for years and or months or weeks, and it feels like you're not going anywhere. And then all of a sudden, mm. you know, you try something new and it, and it oh, works. Mate. The yeah. amount of frustration I have sometimes, like, don't get me wrong, I, I don't think about the numbers anymore 
like I did. I mean, everyone pays attention. Listen, to the every everyone everyone right. cares about numbers. It's just if if but, you but, base like, your happiness on the numbers, that's the that's the exactly thing. exactly. But like every now and again, I get a bit frustrated. Like, for instance, YouTube has taken a bit of a side seat for me now. Like, I still do it, but I don't do it as much. There was a point where I was uploading every day, sometimes several times a day. Yeah. Now I've got three YouTube channels. Um, so my second channel and my third channel are clips channels. So my second channel is like where all my shorts go. It's basically Christian Reeve shorts. Like I actually changed it recently. Yeah. Um, and then my third channel is podcast clips, both shorts and long form clips. So there's a purpose. It's branding, you know, but they never get any views really. Like the shorts do, but the long form clips don't. But my yeah. head isn't really there. I'm just like, this needs to be there um, for the podcast. It's, there's, you know, and the shorts is there. It's just like, because why wouldn't you have it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But with the main channel, um, I've dropped it really. I've dropped it a lot. Like you have the podcast, um, occasionally music originals that I, I, I write and upload there. Uh, once in a blue moon, I do covers, but I tend to just do those on TikTok. Hmm. Um, and I do other little things. Like I started doing food reviews recently. Yeah, started, that's, you know, that's the little... thing. I'm a, I'm a big fan of those. I've, I've really been enjoying those. I do them now and again and and I think with the main channel what I've realized is that like YouTube is a different ball game entirely and I think that YouTube only really works when you've built up a following if that makes sense so like either elsewhere or you have that you know we've talked about this before that one video or what's that one video you know and it's like just hasn't happened for me on YouTube but um there's no reason why it shouldn't I just think that it's a different game. And I think that, you know, there's, I have many goals in life. Like I want to be a professional musician, professional actor, voice actor, podcaster, content creator. I want to do many things. And that's pretty unusual because most people just want to stick to one thing or a couple of things. I want to do everything because I love to create. That's yeah. my thing. Um, sure. I'd love YouTube to work. And what my point with this is that I've been stuck just under 700 for like ages and people were always like how many do you need to get monetized and you know all that and it's like i need like was it 4k watch hours a thousand subscribers you know the same old job yeah and i'm sure that stuff will happen but i think what i've noticed is all the major content creators it's the same thing they've probably been going for years and then they have that blow up and then everyone's like oh wow overnight success and it's like it's not an overnight it's They've such been a grind. It. It's such yes. a grind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, those people didn't give up. There was plenty of mm. people that did it and then gave up. You can't give up. You give up. It's like the lottery. You got to be in it to win it. You stop playing the lottery, well, you're not going to win it, are you? It is very much <laughs> like like the lottery. The that's because yeah. you you people think it's an easy thing to do because you only hear the success stories. You only hear the oh. Uh, you know, KSI did this, or oh, look how big the sidemen are now, or just whoever you're looking at. That's but, a good example. Take KSI. Think about how many years it took him to get just to like where he got views. I think it was yeah. a good three years uh, between 2010 to 2013 before he was even getting like noticed. But think you of how I mean? many KSIs are out there who didn't make it, who you just don't hear about, because you're thinking, oh, KSI, that's one person out of one person, so that's a hundred percent it's going to work. Like I can definitely just follow his model and you know do exactly what he's done. But think of how he many got, he, that you don't see. You don't well. see the he, the failures. He moved with the times as well. You notice his his content's changed a lot over the years. Yeah. Many people don't move with the times 
or but you got me a, what do you know when I, when I saw my family recently I can't remember if I think it might be my mum actually that said this but she said that I always have my finger on the pulse of what's going on hmm. and I knew what she meant because like even when I even when I look at like look I'm 28 now right so when I look at like teenagers and like all the crazy stuff they're doing a lot of it I don't get right yeah. but I remember being a teenager it wasn't that long ago <laughs> and I still kind of know what's going on I still understand it to some degree there's a lot I don't understand but there's a lot I do understand and I think I'm always aware and yeah. I think you've got to that's the difference between being successful and not being successful is you've got to be aware of what's going on and move with it you can't resist it you can't be stuck in the past you know what I mean unless you're like specifically like a retro vintage type of person that's a bit different yeah. but you know if you are trying to kind of make it with these sort of things I mean okay look I know I'm sort of speaking as though I've already made it when I haven't but I'm just going off what I've seen successful content creators do and what they say about it they all say the same thing all the time like KSI says it um I think PewDiePie even said it like they all started like from nowhere and it took them years and it was like a progressive thing like there's a video I highly recommend anyone that's listening if, if you've got YouTube just go check it out it's uh I think it's 10 years on YouTube or something PewDiePie did he did a video in 2020 oh, about this okay and there's a, literally a bit where he he has like a graph where he shows you all the peak points of his channel so it'd be like you know uh 2011 2012 then uh, 2014 and he shows you all the peaks so it's kind of like always kind of up and down up and down but there's like particular peak points where yeah. you know something big would have happened you know um and that's the reality i think of a lot of content creators is is that trajectory like if you take my youtube um like when i when i compared the stats with social blade and i started looking at how my channel was doing there is that steady progression it's like it's it's figured out this is where it's likely to go unless there's a major change or like a major shift of some description but you can't account for those shifts you either yeah. have your steady trajectory and then because of the nature of what we do something can happen yeah no, and people Someone think, randomly shares you people think if 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 something gets a lot of views they think it's just like that's the new baseline like you're just going to be at that level for good now. no but we both no. know and i've seen it in people like you know from you know where i live and stuff i've seen people like go viral and then oh wow and then once it goes viral it sort of comes back down to a baseline and you only made you've only made a little bit of progress from where you are before like for me example that my um 110k i think it's got now views it it added like nine i didn't i, did, I don't continuously get 110k views since then do you know what i mean I, I didn't it didn't actually progress me that much but do you, do you get what i mean about that about the you know, you have a blip and then you sort of come back down to a baseline. I'm sure you, you've you experienced it in your own on socials as yep. well. You'll, you'll get like a, a big a... spike and then it'll, you'll come back down to like a bit of normality again, but it'll be slightly above. And it's almost like steps just going upwards, it will look like if you like plot it out. I had a video on my TikTok that got 700K. And um, that obviously pushed me to over a thousand. Wait, sorry, 700K? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of nuts. Oh my god! <laughs> it, Fair enough. You remember what I said earlier about the relatability thing? The reason yeah. that it did well was because 
basically it was about the Royal Mail scam text message thing. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. Okay. Everyone was getting them at that point, like from multiple sources, like DHS or DHP or whatever it's called, um, Lloyds Bank, you know, there was, and it just turns out that everyone had gotten this scam at the same time. Mm. And I just happened to post the mini clip from it. And here's the thing. That was part of a longer video that I did on my second channel. Uh, and I just decided to clip it up for the fun of it. And it was terrible. It was filmed badly. Um, it was just trash. But okay. that trash got 700K views because it was relatable. Um, but to, to your point about, you know, the dip, obviously I was gaining like crazy followers, crazy comments. You know, it pushed me up. It, it really bolstered me. But yeah, it evens out. And then, and then you get like a baseline to work with. And now I've kind of learned to use the lives as a tool for showcasing like who I am and what I do. And, you know, I, I kind of, I do a mixture of different things. So I do song request streams where I like play on guitar and accept uh, song requests or I play my original songs and people seem to dig that. I also do a lot of streams where I just stick on tunes in the background and just chat to people and people yeah. really dig those vibes or yeah. I just sit and chat. Hmm. But I use it as a tool and it actually helps to gain a lot of followers uh and to just be, i've built a community with it you know i mean obviously you've been part of my discord um community uh that's really helped that community and now we we like do stuff together in that community as well so it's it's my my what i wanted to say with regards to your point is that a lot of creators are miss the bigger picture your videos will go viral they'll get a lot of views here and there but it's important what you do with that like, yeah. I think it's wrong to try to get every video to like go viral. I think that's the wrong approach. I think it's a better idea to try to build a brand, build a community, build something long-term. Because let's be real, when you're a creator, you want people to subscribe to you that care about you. Yeah. Who cares if you have a million subscribers? Not all of a million of those people are gonna be watching you. Yeah. You know, maybe 100K if you're lucky. Or if you've got 10K followers, we 500 of those people check you out. That's the yeah. reality. You know, like, I, like I've got 5,000 followers on TikTok. How many of those actually check out my videos? Well, the average I've seen views wise per video is about 200 views. Mm. So it's like a minute interest. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, that's the goal. You've got, you've got to use it to, to turn into other things. Like so many of the people I follow on TikTok that are, you know, they're doing crazy numbers. They've got 100K or whatever, right? they all have bigger goals. They want to be actors, musicians. They've got bigger goals in life. Like TikTok is just a thing for them. It's a tool. And it's the same for me. I love TikTok. It's fun, but it's a tool for me. It's to you don't try want to, to be help a, me. Yeah. You don't want it to be like your long, you don't, you don't want to be on TikTok like as a career, do you? You want it to be almost I mean, like look, a jump, look, look, jumping off point. I, I, I'm not, that, I'm not, look, I, I will always do stuff like this. Yeah. Even when, even if I become a successful actor, a musician, I will still, try and find the time to do YouTube and TikTok because I love doing it. That's never going to change. But yeah, I don't know necessarily that I would do it full time. I'm not ruling it out though. I'm not saying- Yeah, no, of course. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, and I'm not trying to uh, belittle people that do it full, full time. I think it's, you got to roll with what works for you. You know, yeah. I'm just saying that for me, I've identified that the things I really love doing are acting, music and, and, and podcasting and, and like presenting, do you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of, I thought a lot about maybe I could go into TV or radio or whatever, you know, and I've had comments that have reaffirmed that. And I know I said before that I don't really care about what people think, but 
it's interesting when those thoughts start coming into my head and then sometimes people say those exact, exact things, it makes me think maybe there's something to that. Hmm. Even if you take the most successful people, like, uh, yeah, take your Logan Pauls and your, and your, and your KSI. Logan Paul is a better example. That guy, no matter what you think about him, right? I, th- I think he's really redeemed himself in the last couple of years. I'll be oh, honest. I think I actually so too. Think, this yeah, fight's I, tonight, I, actually, isn't it? With Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he made a big mistake. He was a young, look, he's a young, rich kid, way famous when, at a time when it, you know, in your formative, you're just a kid, 21, yeah. 22, you're a kid. You know, you don't become a full adult until you're much older. You know, I, I can vouch for that. Trust me. Yeah. Um, he was a kid. He made some mistakes. He learned from them. Now he's a business guy. He's a smart businessman. Yeah. He recently appeared at WWE's WrestleMania, which for wrestling fans is like the equivalent of like Super, Super Bowl. It's yeah. huge. Yeah. He no, went there. He there did some well. good business. He, yeah. he knows that people hate him. Right. So he played a bad guy. I mean, he kind of played like a neutral guy, but then he, he became, you know, he, he got like a stunner from this guy called Kevin Owens. Like, yeah, he got, he got like slammed, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. They would have presented that idea to him and said, this is what we want to do. And he agreed to it. He was like, yeah, I'll go for that. And that's exactly what he should have done. Smart business move. Yeah. Everyone says this fight with Floyd Mayweather. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. He don't care. People He's are talking about it. Money. That's the point. Yeah. People, people are talking about it. Yeah. Like people are missing the point. It doesn't fucking matter. In Logan Paul world, he's he's w after w after w right now yeah. you know he's he's killing it and it's smart it's smart business moves. even you know even jake paul like as much as i don't like that guy do you know what he he's, sure knows he, how to yeah. put, like put interest into a fight I, I tell you what if he if he was in the wrestling business or mma or something he would make a killing yeah. yeah he really would because he knows how to play the bad guy and get people riled up he's brilliant you know, it's, it's a shame he's got that attitude, like that's really him, but... I don't know if I mean, it is. I, I, I really don't know if it is. I don't know. I don't know is, anymore. It is. It's gone so far that I honestly think it's... People know trying to be like a McGregor. Life, he's trying don't. to be like a trash talker and a McGregor. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, again, no, don't, I, don't get me wrong. I'm yeah, not no, invested right. in either he's, of them, so I don't know about their personal <laughs> life or what they're like, but I, it, no, no, I look like, like... Yeah. People that know him personally and no Logan Paul personally, you hear a lot of bad things about uh, okay. Jake Paul compared to Logan Paul. Um, okay. I'm the same as you. I'm not massively invested in, in them. I look at them from an outsider's perspective in, inwards. I think as businessmen, they're both very, very intelligent oh, and they definitely. really know what they're doing. Um, like, you know, they've, they've evolved with the times and it's, it goes to my wider point about, you know, building a brand. Same with KSI, same, same deal. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, I wish you would do the stuff you did like five or six years ago. If he did the stuff he did five or six years ago, it would A, be weird yeah. just because he's older and B, it's, it's stupid. Like, he's you know, just he's not in the same place anymore, is he? So. Yeah, he, he's shown that he's a good musician and he's, you know, he's interesting and he's used that and, and he might have something there, you know, and he's been pretty good at boxing he's shown that he's he's got like a good attitude um um dedication to it he's passionate about it it's interesting it's interesting but i think he's still been very true to what he does he still does youtube in despite of everything and i'm i'm the same like it doesn't matter what i do in life uh, i'll always still want to create content like i do now as well because it's 
it's the ease of it it's the the fun aspect of it you know like nothing can ever replace that like acting you know I've done professional acting before it's a different it's a different medium it's different it's not yeah. the same thing you know it and, and people think like oh yeah if you do this you can do that it's it's different yeah I mean you can approach it with the same conviction and passion and, and attitude but you still have to learn from scratch that's why yeah. I always say like, when people say oh well you an actor I say I'm an aspiring actor because I've never had professional lessons I've yeah, I've never done what you need to do. As far as I'm concerned, until I do that and I start getting like paid work, I can't, I think it's even ambitious to say amateur at this stage. And that's yeah. just my personal opinion, but. But you've had yeah. experience though, because this is, this is a good segue um, yeah. sort of linking uh, Estonia and acting, because mm. I know you've done, uh, you know, some roles within short films and stuff like that, but this is something that I really wanted to talk to you about. Um, mm. A while ago, uh, you told, me and Aaron that you were in a film called Tenant or Tenet or something like that and I was Tenet. yeah Tenet and, and that, that's the thing at the time because I, I, I hadn't heard it, heard of it at the mm. time and you were like I saw a new Christopher Nolan film Tenant Tenet Tenet was I have no idea what this is about and then comes out big massive blockbuster and yeah. obviously like I didn't I didn't spot you in it but um have you yeah. seen the film first off have you seen the film yes yeah what 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 did you think of the film first off Good film. Um, very kind of Inception vibe. You know, you need to watch it multiple times. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I dug it. I thought it was a cool film. Yeah. Good so film. for the people that don't know, so you were, uh, what, what, what were you, an extra in yeah in the yeah, film? Because like, I, when, it, when it, I was watching it, I was... There was like four weeks of filming. So I was in the beginning shots as a, like a, a steward because uh, there's like an opening scene where it's like um, they're in like an amphitheater type thing and I'm yeah. dressed in like full you know um, steward gear so you can see me walking around there's also a scene where the, the SWAT team comes running in and I'm like hiding behind a, like a, a bar or some shit really? um, and there was, there was also some scenes which I don't think actually made it to the final cut where I was just uh, it's basically Robert Pattinson driving in the streets of Estonia and in Tallinn and uh I, I we were walking up and down this street for like a week uh yeah, doing that scene. I, I didn't know about the you you're in the um opera theater scene then at the start because yeah. I, I didn't I didn't know that because when I was watching it um I was thinking I wonder what bit um Christian's in it was cool. and then it was cool. I, I, I noticed that in the car chase that you're talking about, they said, mm. um, I think they were listening to something on the radio and they said, oh, are they speaking Estonian or are they speaking backwards or something like that? So I was like, oh, this is the bit that's set in Estonia. Um, but that's really interesting. So how, how did you, come, how did that come about? How did that come about? How did There's you a lot more that? set in Estonia, Estonia than you think. Actually, I was actually surprised before I answer your question, like, one of the biggest things that I thought was really cool is they actually mention Estonia in the film yeah. and they say they're going to that location and stuff. Like, for instance, that bit at the beginning, that's supposed to be Ukraine. Uh, yeah. It's actually Estonia, okay. uh, but it's supposed to be this like opera house in Ukraine and like people in Ukraine were just laughing at that. It's like the actual place is like totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did it come about? So um in Estonia, there's like this acting group on Facebook, right? Where they post like everything, like short films, uh, commercials, whatever. Like it, Estonia is a very small country. Um, so like everyone, 
yeah, if you do films or commercials or whatever, you always see the same faces quite often. <laughs> and um, it, Tenet was the same, but the difference with Tenet was that there was this company um, that was working in connection with uh, the Tenet production team. So it was an Estonian production team working with the English or American production team. And um, they just had a big campaign, basically trying to get as many people as possible on board. Mm. And um, it was really easy. You know, I, I had to kind of go to some random warehouse they had and try on a bunch of clothes. And I didn't have to audition, obviously, because it was an extras role, but yeah. uh, they tried different things and, and, and whatnot. And then they kind of decided on the look. They were going. I, got, I, I was very lucky that I got that role. That was a lot of fun. Because uh, the worst role to have, as far as an extra was concerned, was sitting in the amphitheater just doing nothing. Um, yeah. We at least got to kind of, there was about 15 or 20 of us. We were, most of it was all like young lads dressed in like really posh attire. Yeah. Um, it, it was fun. It was fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, like the other, that was like two or three weeks of filming. And then the other week was um, just bystander clothes walking in the streets of Tallinn. Um, but yeah, basically I just, I just applied for it and I got it and, you know, um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Like just every day going there early in the morning, you got breakfast then you did like your scenes and stuff then went to had for lunch and stuff. And then it normally provide you with something at the end of the day as well. Uh, lots of waiting around extras work is, oh, if you're working on a movie, especially action movies. Oh, it takes forever. Like we had 16, 17 hour days and the crew had even longer. I felt really bad for them. Yeah. Um, it was not the one. <laughs> um, you, you, I got to see some pretty cool stuff. I got to see a lot of action scenes with, um, what's his name? David John Washington. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, Denzel sorry, Washington's yeah. kid, basically. Yeah. Um, I got to see him smash in the door and paraglide from a window and stuff. So that was pretty badass. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, I saw all the stuff like driving around the car and in, in the streets of Tallinn and stuff. That was interesting. Um, saw Robin Pattinson. So that was cool. Did you, um, get yeah. to, did, you, did you get to meet any of the cast or any? You didn't nah. get to, they the didn't close, speak to you. You know what? I saw, this was really cool. I saw that, I think it's, her name's Elizabeth. Is it Becky? The Becky? A yeah. really tall actress. A very yeah. tall, very beautiful lady. Yeah. Um, I saw her coming out of her trailer. It was really weird. We were walking past and she came out of her trailer and she's got you know, her hair done and stuff like that. And we just like looked at each other and I was I, I just didn't know what to say. I was just like, Oh wow. I kept walking. I was just like, wow. Because you know when you see a woman that's just like so unbelievably beautiful and you just <laughs> don't know what to say. She's <laughs> a celebrity as well. And I don't get like phased when I see celebrities because they're just people. Hmm. Um but it is always still kind of cool when you see them. It's like, oh, cool. I've, you know, I've seen you on TV. Um, and I always so find if you see someone in real life, they don't, they never look like the same. Do you know what I mean? Like they never look like what you expect them to look like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, because I saw um, oh, the guy who, I can't remember his name, but he's a very famous English act, uh, actor. And he is plays he the, the bad guy. In the yeah. Movie. Uh, Kenneth oh, Branagh. Is it Kenneth Branagh? Kenneth Branagh, Branagh. yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's a fantastic actor yeah. and he was brilliant in that movie, by the way, like yeah. oh, solid casting choice for him as, as, the, as the villain and um, great psychology. But anyway, um, he was shorter than I imagined. Um, 
And it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? I, d- I did think he looked short in the film, because, but I thought it was because he was standing next to the female lead. The yeah, really no, tall she, one. She, she's, but she is she's very tall. Yeah. Built. She's like, in real life, legit, I'd say <laughs> at least six foot three. But yeah, maybe more. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think Kenneth Branagh is about five nine five ten maybe yeah. i think okay. i would be taller than him just because i think i'm five eleven or six or something i don't know i've never actually bothered to get that checked but it's good. it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things yeah but anyway yeah wow. interesting experience that is very interesting because a lot of the time these days i'm very like relaxed towards these things i, I just kind of see it as like oh that's a thing that happened but I used to get like really excited about those sorts of things. I'd be like, oh, wow. But when you actually go and do it, you realize, oh, it's, it's just like anything else. There's a whole just process to do. Yeah. Everyone, everyone has a job. Everyone does their thing. Yeah, it's not as glamorous as you think. Like particularly action movies. Because I tell you what, action movies are boring as hell because you're just doing the same scene over and over and over. And yeah. like most of it was just us sitting around talking, I'll be honest. Mm. You know what I mean? Just don't. Well, what were you waiting for? Yeah, go ahead. Well, just, just, just for them to film stuff or to use us because they didn't always yeah. use us in scenes. Okay. And like, um, yeah, here's a really weird thing as well. There was a guy that was working on the American slash English production crew who I went to school with. Really? Small world. Small yeah, world. I just, wow. I just walked up to him and I was like, hey, Dan. <laughs> and he was like, hey. <laughs> it was really weird wow. and we just started talking about school days and, and it was it was nice it was nice to see someone a familiar firstly face. that i hadn't seen in over 10 years maybe more yeah. and also just yeah familiar face um yeah, that was cool that was very weird he, he was working as like a painter on the set or something like that oh he told me some cool stuff so apparently like nolan was very annoying with how you do things so like he he told me that one day they told him to set up this thing on the stage um which took about an hour to do and they'd been asked to set it up and then deconstruct it and then set it up again and then deconstruct it and they never actually used it but this is how on a whim christopher nolan is like he'll he'll be like yeah. we're filming this now and he'll do it for like an hour hour and a half and then he just changes his mind and go no now we're doing this and then yeah. and then go back to the thing he was doing before and then and forward and then back that's because that's the thing you didn't need to have us extra, extras there they were just we, we were there most days i'd say 70 80 percent of the time we were just standing around waiting oh really and the remaining 20 percent, we actually did stuff yeah that's he what is, i mean he's a great director but i've uh, yeah. i've heard he's very particular and very hard to work with i've heard did you see that new story about <laughs> he's not allowed um he doesn't allow sitting down or something you're not allowed to, the actors I mean, aren't allowed to sit down on set i don't or want to like throw that. him under the bus but i gotta say that like we didn't have any seating areas like there were places to sit in this place because it's an amphitheater. Yeah. But very, most of us were just sitting on the floor or laying on the floor or whatever. Like we had our little areas, but yeah, we were mostly just sitting on the floor. There wasn't anywhere to sit. Mm. No, great <laughs> so director, that, but I've that heard that he is difficult to work, work with. And Yeah, there was a lot of issues there. I, I can't obviously say them, I think, for contractual reasons, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, look, it's all part of the, the movie process. Like, it's different directors are different ways. I think, like, in fairness to him, I think the the what he's tr- trying to do is is to save time. So by having the people on hand, ready to go, is is better than you know what I mean, saving it all for one day and then 
Do you know what I mean? Like people, because people pull out, people are, yeah. um, they waste time, they, they muck around and stuff. If you just got everyone there every day, it just makes things easier and you can shift things around. And yeah. you know, like he has his own yeah. process and, and stuff. And, and like when you see the final product, they did a good job. You know, yeah, no, at the end of the day, it's a business. So, you know, it's yeah. going to be difficult to get it planned down to a T, definitely. But, you know, well, I think the fact that every movie he releases becomes a big blockbuster hit kind of says it already, doesn't yeah, it? It's maybe, like... maybe he's allowed to act the way he does. Maybe, maybe it's just, yeah, I mean, look, 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 again, again, it's there's nothing, ex- there's not, there's not like anything bad on the set. No one is like miserable. Like, the only thing I would say is that. It's, it, everyone's pretty overworked it's a lot of work but then that's the same yeah. on so many other movie sets like it's not specific to him it's just like it depends on on the director and, and at their discretion do you know what i mean and and like his style is just very intensive but i think that it gets results and i think it gets the best of the actors um mm. and everyone involved and you, you need to be that strict you need to be like that i think that you know, one of the biggest problems that he was having with people in the amphitheater was that they were not listening. They were not doing as they were told. So like, a good example would be that they like they were supposed to have this thing where they all the people were like, you know, gassed in, in the amphitheater and their eyes are shut. And if you look very closely in those scenes, you can see like some people with their eyes open like when they shouldn't be and stuff. And he told them like so many times, just shut your eyes, just do as you're told, blah, 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 blah. And, but the thing is, so many people there, they were just bystanders, like they were just, they weren't actors. They yeah. were people off the street, for real. Um, and what can you do? You know, and, yeah. and, and like it was, it was unbearable. It must have been frustrating middle, for him to, you it know, because that, you could tell it's all real because he doesn't like, uh, he doesn't use visual effects all that much, does he? So yeah. they were all real people in there. And it, it must have been very frustrating just as, you know, shut your eyes, everyone. And he, and people just weren't doing it as well. No, I, I can yeah, understand. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I totally agree. Um, and it was frustrating for me to see as well because it's, it's, you don't have to shut your eyes for that that long. It's like we're talking like five, ten minutes, and then you yeah. go back and. And we're talking about getting, shutting our eyes. Like, what, what, what we? It's, it's the easiest day of work you could possibly ask. I, th- for. I think it's just pe- pe- people were so like. <sighs> people have weird attitudes. Like, I'll give you an example, right? This is a different scene, but there was a scene that I told you about where we were walking up and down the street, right? And I, we were paired with different people when we would do it. So sometimes we'd be on our own walking and like, we were just back, backdrop. Like we weren't even necessarily going to be seen on camera. Yeah. But here's like the attitudes of people. So there was this woman, this Asian lady, and I'm surprised I've never done a story time about this actually, but maybe I'll do it one time. Uh, but you're getting exclusive here. Yeah, excu- exclusive <laughs> Basically, scoop. Yeah. We were, we were walking up and down this road. It's boiling, middle of, hot, um, middle of summer. This whole road is closed off. And it's a very important road in Tallinn. Like Tallinn's a small city anyway, but this it was very disruptive. Yeah. Um, and it was a big chunk of road that they closed closed off. Um, and yeah, like I said, we were there for like three, four days of filming, um, walking up and down this street. And occasionally I'd get paired with this Asian lady. Um, and she was like, she was obsessed with being seen on camera. Oh, right. and okay right so like we're walking on the, side, on the side of the road and she's like oh no i need to be on the left hand side so i can be seen and it's like i didn't i didn't say it because i'm not rude but 
it started to annoy me and I said to other people I was like you know the chances of even getting seen anyway are like slim to none these won't even be used and I'm pretty sure they weren't even used in the final shots if I remember correctly yeah. they just need uh, people because... to like populate the area just in case literally yeah. because the, the the scene that we're talking about was in the movie but you can't see it. it's basically um when they have the <laughs> they have the fire engine right and they're driving down the road yeah, and there's like a car chase a... yeah yeah it's that it's that but it's before it's before they get on the motorway so it's like uh, Robert Pattinson and he's talking to someone in the car and uh, in the backdrop you can sort of see things going past just buildings it's really quick so yeah. that's where we would have been but yeah. if, if you would have seen us you would have seen us for like 0.1 of a second yeah so it wouldn't it wouldn't have mattered uh, and she's just obsessed with that and it was just annoying to me I was like this this is people like this ruin productions uh, for everyone because particularly when you're trying to tell them what to do and they won't listen because they're like oh no, no no I need to be seen I need to be seen and it's like this is just embarrassing like you're here to do a job like because the thing is we were all paid as well this was my first um one of my first paid acting gigs gigs yeah. you know um i think it might have actually been my first paid acting gig this was before i even got commercials and everything so this was like oh cool i mean it wasn't a lot of money it was like you know it was, it was what it was and funnily enough i actually took holiday from my actual job to do this so you got double paid <laughs> nah, got... no 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 well, oh, okay. yeah. Well, was it but, unpaid, but like unpaid leave, or no? It was paid leave, but okay. like you know, I got paid like nothing there. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, but that was kind of cool because I would have mm. done it for free anyway. Because like it's a once in a lifetime. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. What I will say is like for anyone that wants to be a professional actor, um, extras work. It's kind of good if you want to kind of get a first time experience. Uh, and maybe make some connections be in the right area but like it's not a fun experience yeah unless you like really just love being there i get it like if it was like harry potter that would be fun right but the reality is it's very long days it's not a lot of fun to actually do it um and and like for instance your name doesn't even go in the credits unless you get an on-screen like bit of dialogue like i was so desperate to get a bit of dialogue even just something as simple as like just one word. I yeah, like look over the there or something. Yeah. And this is the thing. They took our names as well. They, I remember them distinctly taking our names. They took our names twice. And I was like, oh, there might be a chance. There might be a chance. Oh, but I, I think it was actually more to do with um, positioning of specific extras. So, like, you know, it was consistency in scenes. I think that's what it would have been. Like, yeah. Make sure to have this specific extra here because of X, Y, and Z reason. But, um, but yeah. Oh, that, is, that is really interesting it's, it's good your first ever or one of your first paid roles and it was in Tenet the one of the after, biggest after films that, of last maybe. year yeah yeah it's kind of mad to think about um yeah, yeah. I, I think they did a good job with that movie as well like internationally speaking there was a lot of other locations around the world that they used and featured prominently mm. and uh, yeah a lot of cool not, not what I was expecting as well um everyone had like a lot of thoughts about that movie and I think it kind of surprised everyone, but in a good way. Yeah, no, I definitely, it it, it has its issues, I'd say, but um, it, it was definitely, a, it was a great idea and I would, you know, I'd be open to seeing something else, you know, set in that kind mm. of world as well. I think there's a lot of like potential there. Um, But yeah, we, we'll move on sort of from acting and, and Estonia. We'll move just onto the podcast just um as our sort of final point. So yeah. um, was podcasting always sort of something that you wanted to try or is it something that you've sort of fallen into? Yeah, I mean, I've always loved listening to podcasts. I think the first one I ever heard was the Ricky Gervais podcast. 
all the, yeah. the ones he would do and I just loved the format of it I thought it was a really cool medium just in general yeah um but it wasn't until I got to second year or first year of university that I actually started thinking about oh hey it would be really cool to do a podcast and originally I wanted to do like a wrestling podcast um because I've always been a wrestling fan um but one thing that put me off was this idea that I'd have to like constantly cover new topics whereas now I think it would have been and I'm still open to it by the way so if anyone wants to do a wrestling podcast with me hell yeah um but I wouldn't want to set it up for like new stuff because it would just be it takes too much time to it would almost become a chore as well if you were forced yeah. to sort of cover things that you didn't really care about or if you didn't you know you, you're sort of mm. fixed to a time schedule then if you need to you know cover new matches and things that are happening yeah it's just i mean i've tried little things before like doing reviews in the form of written reviews and stuff and it's like this this no this like this sucks the life out of it i've even written like articles before for companies like uh, give me sport remember them yeah um you know it's just it sucks the life out of it yeah um but you know i'd be i'd be willing to do like old stuff probably or i don't know anyway besides the point that that was kind of my initial kind of like um want i suppose and then or desire as far as it pertains to podcasting but then years later uh when i met you um obviously we did the tcj podcast with with uh with aaron and yeah. um i think for a while i'd wanted to do something like that but i'd never really like sat down and actually thought like hey this is the thing i want to do i just kind of i don't you know i don't even remember was i the one who pitched the idea i can't even remember now what for tcj or yeah was... to do a podcast was it me it it, it 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 was either me or you I, it, it yeah it may I, well I, have I been you remember. yeah i don't i don't remember but yeah. yeah i i remember it being a kind of like a whoever suggested it it was very much a kind of like hey wouldn't it be cool if we just tried this out i would think but like, it wasn't even like a serious yeah. like let's do this let's make it it was just that became that came later i think when aaron kind of got his hands on it and started doing like designs and stuff for it it was like oh maybe this is going to be a real thing you know yeah um, but originally it was just kind of like, a, oh, this would be fun. This would be a laugh. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I would say it wasn't until that podcast ended and then I started thinking about doing my own one. But I was very nervous about the prospect because I wasn't sure I could make it interesting. You know, I felt like to have a good podcast, you needed to have like several people on it and you had to yeah. have that dynamic and you know, otherwise there's no point. But then you look at people like um, you know, Joe Rogan and the format he's set up and that's, it's, mine is very similar as far as it pertains to, you know, just the podcast interview format. Yeah, like a one-on-one. Um, yeah. I think once I started doing that, like it, it's like I said before, like throughout this conversation, it was progression with that. I started it because I figured, well, I didn't want the TCC, uh, TCJ podcast to end. It ended and I was like, okay, um, but I still want to do this, so I'll set up my podcast. Did you start uh, just but... doing episode? You just started with episodes of you just talking to camera. Is that correct, or was it with Dylan? No. Yeah. No. Uh, the very first episode. The very first episode is just me. Yeah. Um, and I I honestly thought that's what the podcast would be. 
um yeah. I, I figured i'd probably have guests at some point but i figured like the podcast would just be solely be just me talking yeah. and again i wasn't sure that it would work very well and the numbers have kind of been very varied as it pertains to like the single episodes where it's just me talking like they some of them get some interest some of them don't but i think the interview format or, or several people being on the show is generally a more makes for a more interesting thing to listen to yeah um yeah it's just more interesting and more engaging and you get more out of it you know it's it surprising every time i have a guest on my show it's completely different i never know what to expect the dynamic is always very different and it's exciting you know hmm. um you never know where it's going to go how many interviews but, yeah. do you think you've done like roughly or how many episodes have you done what episode are you on I've, now have you stopped uh, counting? Latest episode is 94. Yeah. So if we'd, how many uh, singular ones do you reckon you've done? Probably like 10 maximum, probably. Yeah. If that, like not think many. You've had a long, you've had like a lengthy conversation with like at least 85 people. Think about that. Think about how much you've learned from, think yeah. about it. You've, you've, yeah. You've spoken for, you know, over an hour to these like strangers. Have you, have you learned a lot? Know. Have you learned a lot, do you think? Has it given you appreciation so. for certain things that you didn't know of before? Or Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, for instance, I started asking all of my guests a very simple question, because there's certain questions I, I introduce over time that are regular questions. So there'll be everything else I ask, and I ad-lib a lot of stuff, but I always ask them as like a, um, a preliminary no not preliminary uh a penultimate question the last one before the final question i always say like what's your biggest life lesson you've ever learned and that always gets a different response and there's been some really profound ones uh there's been funny ones you know there's yeah. been all sorts of stuff um but yeah i always learn a lot from all of my guests and um my goal is split with it i always try to First of all, make them feel comfortable because some people are just, you know, they take to it like a duck to water. You know, they just come on, they start talking easy, right? Yeah. And I'd say the majority are like that because many of them either are podcasters or entertainers, you know, so they're used to, to doing this. But some people are quite nervous. Um, and so it's, it's a mission to kind of make them feel comfortable and also to get an interesting discussion, conversation out of it. And I think that, I've been very successful in that regard. Like I've always managed to get a good conversation out of each and every episode, each and every guest I've had on the show. Um, and, you know, sometimes guests will be like apologetic and they'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't feel I was talkative enough. And it's like, no, you were. It was, it was great. Like it's, um, like I said, my, my goal is to, to make them feel comfortable and get them to a point where they feel comfortable sharing things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've had people share like, very serious personal things on the show like ordeals things they've been through uh, and that can be very inspiring as well um, for different reasons so I think that's kind of my goal with it is to kind of keep pushing it and, and growing it in that regard and, and to become a good interviewer I've been told that I'm a good interviewer I don't and I feel I think like so I, yeah you, I feel I've gotten better but yeah, yeah it's it's a progressive thing I think you learn every time you do it and um yeah the journey never stops with that yeah where where do you see any sort of uh iterations or just any changes that you're going to make in the future or if not anything you've got lined up in terms of guests or special episodes or something you must be doing something special for number 100 surely 
No, nothing yet. I mean, I tried to do something special for 50 and there was like zero interest okay. <laughs> from people. Uh, I'm just not big enough. Uh, it is, there, are, there is a regular following, but it's very small. Yeah. So my goal is on just to keep, keep it alive, keep, keep doing it, basically. Um, but that, the, small, the small regular following is the important one, though. Yes, absolutely. That. No, the, that's not. Yeah. Well, it's like I said before. You know, at least there's people listening, and that's you know, if there were a hundred people that have ever watched it, yeah, those five, ten people that keep coming back, yeah, those are the people, and that's why I keep doing it, and that's yeah. why I haven't stopped it because there are people watching, listening. Uh, obviously, the podcast does better on the audio platforms um, in comparison with YouTube. That's just inevitable. Um, but I, I still feel like it's in its infancy. I think there'll be more interest when there's more interest in me um, yeah. as a brand. So things like TikTok help a lot. You know, you get like a surprising number of people go, oh, wow, you do this and this. Oh, wow. And then you go, yeah. And you, you can introduce it in a nice way instead of being like, hey, make sure go you check out there. this thing. Yeah. You, know, you can just be like, oh, hey, yeah, I do this, by the way. You know. Um, and I, th- I yeah, I think I think okay. So to fully address your question, I suppose the two major things I've really been trying to do is three actually. One, try and get some celebrities in the show. I've been trying. I've been in contact with certain people. Uh, it's just really difficult to get them on the show. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it's you know they never come out and say it, but I've had people ghost me, you know, read my messages, and ghost me and stuff. Uh, even people I knew who are famous do that as well. Oh, there really? are some people I'm still in contact with to this day, and they tell me it's it's got scheduling issues and stuff. And uh, I'm not sure where to, what to believe on that. I, I want to believe them, but at the same time, I look at who I am and who they are, and I'm very like, you know, I'm surprised they're even giving me the time of day as far as messages are concerned because. It's like, who cares? Like, what, what do they get from being on my show? But I, th- I honestly be, believe that one day it will be a big deal to be on my show, um, or at least that's my hope. So that's, yeah, that's, that's really the overall goal. The other goal uh, I have, which is something I've been working on, but I'm still trying to really get into fruition, is to have more discussion-based podcasts where I have people on the show just to talk about a specific topic. I was okay. going to do that... Um, so remember Dutch Deals was yeah. um, was on the show a few times. He was originally going to be my uh, co-host and that did happen for a while. But then I think he's just too busy. He's a young lad. He's doing his own thing. You know, just didn't have the time. Uh, and then there was someone more recently uh, who was was an older older lady and um she she but she's a businesswoman, very busy. I thought yeah. again, I was going to get a co-host there. Didn't happen. I don't think the show is destined to have a co-host. I think it's just supposed to be me and that's it. And that's fine, but I definitely need a team for this. I need, I, I'm basically what I eventually want my podcast to be is, is like Joe Rogan's podcast where I have yeah. a team of people. I have like a studio and all that jazz and we do it and, and we have some fun with it. But I want to do some more discussion-based ones where we talk at topics at length. I love interviewing people, um, but the interviews like the purpose of those is to put that person over like we talk about various different topics and stuff wherever the conversation goes and it's mostly due to like their interests or their 
hobbies or what their job is or whatever but i want to have just pure conversations about specific things either for with an expert on a particular topic or even just someone that happens to know a lot about something you know yeah i've had one episode that was like that where i did i i interviewed uh someone who suffers from um uh, a disorder called uh, maladaptive daydreaming Okay. And I approached the research the same way that I do everything else, you know, just extensive research. I learned quite a lot about the disorder and everything in preparation. And we had a fantastic interview and, and she, this, this girl commented afterwards, like she was really impressed. And we had some good feedback from, from various uh, sufferers in the community of it. They thought it was a good, a good uh, interview, a good kind of uh, resource for people, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and it's helped. It's helped some people as well. Uh, sufferers who didn't realize this is what they have. They're like, oh, this is what I have. And it's like, yeah. Um, but I want to do more stuff like that. I did have stuff in, on, on, you know, I, I was, for instance, this is something that um, many podcasters out there can, can kind of relate to. I get a lot of people pull out of my podcast last okay. minute. It happens. It's just part of podcasting. But there was one I was supposed to have about ghostwriting and that was going to be like my second discussion podcast and then yeah. they, they never got back to me oh, like they, we had we had a, yeah we had a date penciled in it was going to happen and then i emailed them on the day and nothing radio silence this oh. happens more often than you think it's just part of podcasting most something people to look forward will, to then for me i guess something yeah to sorry yeah. To, sorry to say it dude yeah. yeah i mean a lot of people will just reschedule be like, oh hey sorry someone came up i'm busy blah 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 and look we were, we're humans we have lives shit happens right but when it comes to to just people just not getting in touch with you at all for no reason it's a bit weird yeah. you know I, I i would prefer if people would just tell me so i don't sit there like a moron you know ready to go and and mm. it's like you know you can't you can just say i'm not interested anymore and i'll be like all right or at least, at least make I know. up an excuse or something like that surely. yeah it's anything just don't let me sit there like a mug for like half an hour <laughs> so yeah it is what it is it's, mm. it's just part of part of the process but um no maybe when you get people on for like a second time maybe you can after you've had that like first introduction Episode, we've had that can, yeah you can sort of go into something you know in a bit more detail for the second episode with someone maybe i don't know we, we, we've 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 had that already i've had a few repeat guests i've had um there's a guy called Dave, david somerfleck who's a business guy i've had him on my show a few times um there's a guy called steelzy who's a german streamer he's been on a few times a good friend of mine from school who's a, uh, a youtuber and is doing pretty well uh shout out to calamity hatcher the sonic uh, so guy the Sonic guy, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's been there's been a few, there's been a few, and I'm always open to having people back on my show. Um, you know, it's it's just it's a demand thing. That's what podcasts are, and I always just one thing I've learned to do is space them out because it's takes a lot out of you. Uh, I've I, I'm kind of very comfortable with once a week right now. That's I'm trying yeah. to stick to that, but it really depends because when I send out what I use is uh, Reddit and uh, some other websites podit and matchmaker um so i highly recommend those for podcasters okay. um, so you use them use them you, you yeah will do <laughs> uh, um but reddit is 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 the gift that keeps on giving that's where i seem to pick up most of them and um like i said it's it's down to demand this latest time that i i appealed for guests 
didn't get that many. Got a few, didn't get that many. But you know, the the other times I've done it, I was booked up for like two months with oh, just wow. guests almost like several times a day. That's <laughs> one of the reasons, excuse me, why um I've gotten to the number that I'm at because I just had so many guests and I was like, might as well just roll with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of quieted down and I like it. It's it's good. Like for instance, I haven't had a, a um another episode in like a week and a half, maybe two weeks now. Oh really? So is... is there not a schedule for when they release then or they just sort yeah. of come out as and when? I try to do them weekly, but I don't for some reason, like when when me, you and Aaron did the podcast, having a specific date just stressed me out. Yeah. And I don't know why. Too. Yeah. yeah, but there's nothing, there's no reason as well, because all we had to do was sit down, talk for like an hour or whatever, uh, and then you do all the editing stuff, which just sucks, but it's just part of the process, right? And that's it. Hmm. But for some reason, it just felt so stressful, and I would get, like, stressed beforehand. And I don't know why. So hmm. I just decided early on, like, no, I'm not going to set a day. Um, you know, if there's weeks where it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Like, for instance, I had a guest, I think, that was it. I had a guest reschedule this week. Uh, and sometimes in those instances, I've done a standalone episode where I just talk and it's just me. Yeah. But I decided, there's, and this is my yeah. ethos on, on content creating. If you don't have any ideas, just don't release anything. Yeah. Don't no, I, couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with yeah, you. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just go, go with the flow. You got ideas, go for them. If you don't have ideas, take a break. Come mm. back to it. Um, so that's what I do with the podcast. And you know, like I said, there's not there's not like a dedicated fan base or whatever yet. You know, if there were, I think I would be a bit more maybe stricter and I would try to commit to maybe not maybe not to a day, but I would try and always make sure that I have an episode every week. But yeah. you know, I mean it's it's been pretty it's been pretty damn reliable since when was it, June last year, July? We're coming up to one year anniversary and I've kept it ongoing the whole time. So I very rarely miss the week. So, I mean, it's, I think it's, it's, it's there, impressive. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think a bit, again, it, it comes down to demand. It's, it's like who wants to be on the show, you know, whatever. I, and I, I've had a lot of good feedback, but I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm just being honest. Yeah. I've had, yeah. yeah. For instance, sometimes when I post out on Reddit and I say, Hey, who would like to be on the show? I'm looking for guests for this month. And there's a guy, like there's a guy I had on the show who's um, an Irish guy, a really nice guy. And uh, he, he always like, post a little comment and says i love being on christian's show it was great and uh shout out again to david Soberfleck. he said the same thing um so i think yeah and it's a community podcasting is a community when you join it there's a lot like you end up being on each other's shows which is kind of funny yeah. because people say to me like what could you possibly talk about when you just have podcasters on your show and it's like i don't just have podcasters but it has happened a lot and you, you, you know, you find yourself talking about other things. We don't just talk about the podcast. If anything, that's like a backdrop thing. That's just like, yeah. oh, you're doing this thing. We'll promote it for a bit, and then we'll talk about other stuff. It's just the thing but that I relates think... you. But there's so much more to a person than just having a podcast. So yeah, you got you got to be. I think when you do a podcast and you're doing an interview podcast, you need to be quite uh, proactive um, and and reach out to a lot of people. So I've had a lot of people on my show. You know, I've had a few from TikTok musicians and stuff. Uh, I've reached out to people that way on Instagram. I've had people, like I said, reach out to me. Um, you've you've really got to be on top of it and, and reach out to people a lot. Uh, you can't expect people to just come to you. Yeah. Obviously, you can put out your little posts on social media and stuff like that, but 
most of your guests are going to come through your action of, of putting yourself out there, talking to people, trying to, you know, see if people are interested in stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I fully believe that I'll get more people on the show in the future once I start maybe getting some celebs on the, on the podcast and, and getting a bit of traction that way. Yeah, uh, but like it's I said, like a it's snowballing different. effect in it. Once once you get like some a couple big names, then it will just be plain sailing after that pretty much i should imagine you know what it's not even a definite that's the interesting thing like i had uh do you know um uh leighton harvey no leighton harvey no oh you do know him you're doing him dirty there i don't know there's a guy there's a guy in our community right Um, he does the mental health podcast remember that i i honestly i don't know okay yeah he's in our community okay so shout out to leighton harvey anyway um he recently reset up his, his podcast and stuff. Uh, and he's, he's in a sort of a period of like rein, reinvention and stuff. And his first guest on his podcast was uh, Robbie Knox, who some people might know as the guy from um, the Happy Hour podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He'd been on it as a guest a few times. He'd worked on, I think, Soccer AM. Um, yeah, he's not like a big, big name, but like that's a massive name to get on your first show definitely and it's legit him and do you know yeah. what i was surprised the episode didn't do that well you know what i mean um and i don't know if that's because of he didn't promote it enough mm. or there's just not enough interest there but surely I think if, if he of... split that up and put that on tiktok in clips that would have that would have got a lot of views surely maybe yeah maybe i don't know if he did that i know he did do some clips though um but yeah it's just yeah, it, it, you, nothing's dead certain. I think that's no, kind of yeah, the point. Sure. Like, you need to like, even as even well. if I would. Yeah. That's the thing. Even if I would get that person that I've been because there was, I've given up on the other people I was trying to get. But there's one particular person I've been talking to for months. Uh, I can't say who they are, but uh, well, I can, but I'm not going. To. Okay. <laughs> but are they, they were. Like, they are were... they like in a you know YouTuber kind of circle or, or, or no, are they like no mainstream actor, mainstream actor. actor? Okay. Yeah. British and, or American. Um, Neither. Um, Where from? I can't give it away. I can't. Where from? Where from? I'm not going to say. Action films. Action films. No, no, no. They're like what country? uh, And I'm not saying you're not getting this out of me. (laughs) What from? Like the soaps from like soaps. No, like like a pop. It's a popular. It's a villainous. It's a cult classic as far as TV shows are concerned, and people would immediately recognize her who watched the show um oh, i gave away she's female okay well i'm not going to give away anything else okay yeah but, yeah um, okay, i won't push for anything. I'll, I'll tell but... you i'll tell you i'll tell you afterwards when we're done i'm just not going to give it away because uh i don't want to say it and then it doesn't happen you know oh, what of i mean course, yeah um right. and to be like i said i've been trying to get this person i don't know how many months and i don't want to jinx it but suffice it to say um even her even if i'd have her on my show and i would i would clip it up and do all this i'm not so sure that it do really 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 well you know what i mean uh because yeah. it's still you're still only as good as as as, as the interview you know what i mean it's still got to be a good conversation yeah yeah and yeah. I, I honestly think i would have a good conversation with this person but actually i'm really eager to get them on the show not so much because of the stuff they've been in but because of who they are they're actually a very interesting person okay uh, just outside of their acting and i'm quite intrigued by that and it's one of the reasons why i'm so eager to get them on my show um but yeah, yeah it's more like about the story, isn't it? It's more about the story of the person rather than like what mm. they what they've done. Um, yeah, because yeah. people have heard like you know the questions I would be asked asking them about the show is 
I, I'm the why they've been interviewed about these things before. It's going to be so stuff I'm, people already know, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, and you need to and come the, at it from a different I mean. angle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's why I want to start interviewing celebrities so I can start kind of figuring out how to do a celeb interview. You know, yeah. I want to get some practice in with that and try and figure that one out. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All, all very interesting, and you know, it's exciting to see your progress and. Um, you know your plans for the future um, I think that's all we have time for today actually um, but I just want to say thank you for coming on thanks for agreeing to be on it you it's, it's always a good time and always very informative and interesting um, I'm going to open up to you if, do you have anything you want to plug or you know where can people find you if they want to hear more well, first of all thank you very much for having me on your show I really appreciate it it's Anytime. been very very enjoyable so thank you um, yeah, so I would direct them to christianreeve.com slash links. You can find everything that I do there. Okay. My Instagram, TikTok, Discord, YouTube channels, everything in between. I do, I, I'm basically everywhere online. If you, even if you just Google my name, Christian Reeve, you'll be able to find me pretty easily. Yeah, I'll put the link um, in the description, but it'll be the link, thank you. you know, the link website, uh, Linktree, is it, or links or something like that, but it'll yeah, be down yeah, below. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, thank you very much for being on there, Christian, and thanks for sticking around, everyone who's who's still watching, um, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Yeah.